Hey, tax pros. Welcome along to another episode of Tax Industry Talk, sponsored by Sigma Tax Pro. I'm your host, Ian Gardner, and today our guest is Nick Maldonado. Now, Nick's the CEO of Toro Taxes, which is the largest Latino tax franchise in America. Today, we're going to pick Nick's brain to learn how he went from a single office and grew to the level they're at now. We're also going to learn how you can use the information to grow your own business as a franchise, reseller, or even just multiple offices. It's going to be a great episode. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can find us on all social media at Tax Industry Talk, or you can email us at taxindustrytalk at gmail.com. Tax Industry Talk is sponsored by Sigma Tax Pro, who provide custom professional tax software solutions to help you grow your business and achieve your goals. With over 500 five-star reviews from satisfied customers, they are the ones to call for all your tax office needs. Check them out at sigmataxpro.com or call them at 866-386-4769. Now let's jump into the episode. So, hey, Nick, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely, Ian. Thank you for, for having me. Um, so if you could, just to start off, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the tax world. Sure, sure. Um, well, I'll tell you that I am actually uh, first born in the United States from a Latino family, and I think that's important to share because mm-hmm. obviously I'm focused on the Latino market. So I uh, grew up in a small town, but beautiful town, South Lake Tahoe, California. Grew up in the... Uh, you know, once I, I reached the age of, uh, well, after high school anyway, there's no, uh, there wasn't real too much to do out there as far as uh, schooling and that sort of stuff. And we didn't have the finances to do it. So I ended up moving to Las Vegas, where I currently live now. And I got into the real estate world. I had some family already in the real estate uh, industry. And I actually did very, very well at it and was, uh, I think I was 23 when I was voted one of the top 250 agents in the country. Wow. Uh, Latino agents, I'm sorry. And, um, but then we got hit by the recession. And I think uh, everybody who's listening to this or anybody who's listening to this podcast is familiar with the recession that hit in 2008. For sure. And um, yeah, and the real estate market crashed. By that time, I was actually, uh, we had bought a little uh, building, a little business building where we, uh, with a couple other partners, one of them did taxes, another one did travel, another one did mortgages. Uh, so there was four of us. When the real estate market crashed, I started to dabble more into the tax side of things. Mm-hmm. and as the income from the real estate world disappeared, I found myself much more involved in the tax uh, industry. And that's kind of how I fell into it. Okay, that's awesome. And it's, I ask because it's always interesting finding how people get here because it's usually a roundabout way. Nobody ever, well, not nobody, but a lot of people don't just start right out and dive into taxes. So that's very yeah, interesting. I'll tell you, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think what really did it for me is, so, you know, the, the, the real estate market crashed, the whole country's in recession. And the, the, the tax industry is actually booming, right, mm-hmm, uh, so to yeah. speak, because, uh, you know, in those days, and this is 2008, 2009, uh, when I really started to get more, more into 2009, 2010, um, the, the uh, refund anticipation loans were huge back in, uh, back in those days, mm-hmm. and people needed money even faster. So the, the, the tax industry was just, you know, the offices, all the people I knew in the tax industry, they were super busy. So I'm here looking at, you know, Everything else is going downhill, but taxes are still, you know, a good economy, you have mm. to do taxes. A bad economy, you have to do taxes. Right, so exactly. I right. Yep, that's perfect. Now, you guys have obviously expanded into many, many offices, but what was the thing that made you decide to expand from your first tax office into 
your second and third and, and so on and so forth. You know, that kind of, um, that part was, was a no brainer, so to speak, because, uh, there's, there's two of us, uh, my partner, Oscar and I that started off the, the first office. And, uh, as we started to get a little bit busier, it was easy for us to open up a second location because we just split up, you know, he stayed with one. I went and opened up the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, everything kind of just, uh, uh, we had our tax preparers, which is pretty unfortunate. Unfortunately in this industry, a lot of, a lot of times the people we train and, you know, we bring customers in into the doors and, uh, once these uh, once our preparers are you know have several clients they tend to want to go and branch off and create their own business mm-hmm. um but i i did it a little bit differently and i said wait a minute don't 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 leave us how about uh we'll finance it we'll open up a, a third or fourth location or what have you and it'll be yours and we'll be partners so that's how we kind of started opening additional locations one by one okay and that was kind of the thing that that showed you that you were onto something where you had preparers that wanted to leave and you figured out a way to make them stay? Yeah, exactly. So uh, before you know it, we had uh, multiple locations. And this was back in those days, it was just Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you say, when did I know that I was on to something? I think uh, I've always believed very heavily in marketing. Um, and we came out, came up with some very out-of-the-box type of, uh, of uh, commercials or ads. And now they've, they've always been, for the most part, in Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, which is a little hard to translate sometimes. But, uh, but we've always... We, we put some humor into it and basically just did something a little bit differently from everybody else. And uh, it, it really it, it became very popular. I mean, we had uh, vehicles wrapped with our with our logo and our little bull and, and always saying funny. Um, how would you say it's funny quotes, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. stuff with second meanings. And uh, people would stop and take selfies with our, you know, with our bull and, and that sort of stuff. So the, it's, it's the, the, the little bull and the mascot that we had that really caught on and, and, and caught people's attention. Mm-hmm. And it was um, something very easy for us to market because, you know, it's, it's a character that came to life and that's kind of what we build our foundation on. It's a lot of marketing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome too. And, and I always talk to people about that as well is, is, you know, being on social media, having a brand identity, building that up, marketing yourself, um, you know, cause it's, it's always a different brain from someone who does taxes to someone who then turns over to the selling side and tries to market themselves. It's, it's a tough thing to spend money on at first until you start to see some return on that. So that's cool. Absolutely. That that's what, yeah. I always say, you know, you, you could be the best at whatever the heck it is that you do, but if nobody knows you do it, you know, you, you, it's pointless. So, um, <laughs> yep. yeah, one thing is being good at what you do and then letting the world know that you do it. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm, I've always believed heavily in marketing. That's a big part of uh, when we started replicating or, or I'm sorry, opening up more offices, it became even easier for us to market ourselves because there's power in numbers. Now every single office contributes towards that marketing budget and now we can make even more noise. So the more offices, the more marketing and and it just increases exponentially. Yeah. Happy circle right there. Yeah, definitely. Now, what are some of the biggest differences when you go from preparing taxes to selling businesses? Obviously it's marketing. Um, but, but how did you, how did you and your partners, probably more the tax people make that shift in their head from moving to a selling model? Well, you know, I think, um, well, preparing taxes uh, from, you know, the nature of the industry is seasonal. Selling businesses never really ends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a different approach. So what we're doing is we're selling. I mean, a lot of people, when we talk about the tax industry, they say, I don't like taxes or I don't want to deal with the IRS. And the truth is, listen, I don't like doing taxes either. I don't mm-hmm. like paying taxes, but it's <laughs> part of life. Everybody has to do it. And it's a huge industry. Mm-hmm. And in our particular uh, uh, situation, it's a niche industry. Uh, you know, there's 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 thousands of tax, tax preparations out there, but nobody is really hitting the Latino market 
or focusing on it as much as we have. So it's kind of an, an, an easy pitch, if you will, because it's, there's, there's no line in numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the most underserved market, the fastest growing market, the fastest growing demographic in the, in the entire United States and in uh, the most underserved. And that's what we're going after. So um, so we, everybody that's driving by, everybody that's passing you by outside on the street, they all have to do their taxes. But we're just focused on the ones that nobody else is paying attention to. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. And I think a lot of people try to do that, too, or, or at least want to do that is, is find some type of niche. You know, whatever it is that you have that makes you special, figure out what that is and, and then, you know, work on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Excellent. yeah. And, and essentially, I mean, what we did is, is take a, what you might call an, an American infrastructure and, and, and focus it on a market that uh, that's for the vast majority served by mom and pop shops. Never any real branding, never every, uh, a very strong infrastructure, training, support, that sort of stuff. So we took that infrastructure and introduced it to to a niche market. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Now, when you're selling these these businesses and you're talking to people, are you mostly talking to new people that are coming into the market, or are you trying to go for, or are you trying to talk to people that are already in the tax industry and show them how you can help them grow? Both, both, and um, you know, and, and, and I'm happy to share what's worked for us because you know I always work. I, I always think that collaboration is better than competition so um yeah we of course we market to new people because we do have the systems to train them and 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 that's the whole idea about franchising right it's teaching somebody that doesn't know anything about the business how to replicate something that's already successful Mm -hmm. but at the same time we have been uh going uh talking to a lot of existing businesses that have been converting to total taxes um and the reason for that is they now they can expand, they can grow. So the, I think that one of the biggest challenges when somebody already has a tax office, great, they're successful, they're probably sitting at their desk and doing hundreds of taxes and don't have time for anything, let alone uh, much less to expand or open an additional business. Mm-hmm. So the the beauty of partnering with us or being part of a of a system or being part of total taxes anyway um, is somebody that uh, already has a successful business wants to open an additional location, what we do is we take the training off their back. We take the support uh, off their back so that in the middle of February, when they're bombarded with tax clients and, and the phone's ringing and what have you, you don't have a bunch of new tax preparers calling you, asking you for questions. They can mm-hmm. call us. They can call the support team. Um, so that's what we do as far as that's what franchising is. It's, it's supporting your franchisees so that they can grow. So now you stop focusing on making your office grow and you start focusing on making your franchisees be successful. Absolutely. Now, as a franchisee uh, or as a franchise, when you were making that decision to franchise or just resell the software in general, because I know a lot of our listeners right now are either resellers or have spoken to resellers or are thinking about becoming resellers, and they're weighing that against becoming a franchise. Um, you know, there's obviously pros and cons to each one. What was your thought process on that? And, and how'd you pick franchise? That's a good question. Actually, we did start off as a reseller. We did start off as a service bureau. Um, but what I found is that as, as a service bureau, you're always chasing the same customers every single year, and there's a lot of jumping back and forth. There's always renegotiations every single, uh, right before every single tax season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more unstable in the franchising world. You essentially you're married, and you're you're you're, you're going to be working together for a very long time. So they can't exactly hop around and say I changed my mind or that sort of stuff. It's more of a long term commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you build a brand together. So I, I guess to keep it simple, um, 
it, it comes down to the same thing as tax preparers. When we when when we have tax preparers, they become successful. They want to branch off and go do go do their own thing. The same thing happens when you're when you're a service bureau or reselling software. Those offices they become more successful. They want to renegotiate or go talk to another software company. Uh, in the franchise world, they're, we're we're all a family and we're in it for the long run. Uh, if they don't like it, that's fine. They want to get out of the business, but they're not going to compete with us. So it's, it's it's a lot more legalities, a lot more security in there. Um, and and overall, it's better for the brand as a whole because everybody becomes stronger together. Right. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, now, when someone is building a brand like you're talking about, what would you say is the most important part? What, if they could have one thing, um, what would that be? I, I think I, I can't stress it enough. Uh, marketing marketing you have to let people know that you exist you have to think outside of the box try different things uh, you have to let know people let, let people know that you're there um that that's what it comes down to of course uh, systems are everything infrastructure have the right training in place have the right support systems in place but the one single most important thing to me is marketing yeah no i completely agree and and, and i would add to that too not just marketing your office but marketing yourself and marketing all the other services that you that you offer because if they buy you they buy everything you sell um, so always keep it in mind that personal brand too absolutely absolutely and we have uh, we have a lot of um, we focus a lot see we create uh, commercials and we bring celebrity endorsements that sort of stuff mm -hmm. and we make all that available to all our franchisees but a lot of it is also training our franchisees to market themselves to be active mm -hmm. themselves on social media to have a um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, customer uh, reviews to have a. Mm -hmm. Essentially, we help brand. We help you market the brand, but you have to market yourself. And we do have a lot of training systems that focus specifically on that. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That's awesome. And just to to end it here, what is the one piece of advice you would have for someone looking to start their own reselling or franchise business? Obviously, marketing is important, but if they're deciding whether or not to do that, maybe they're on the fence about taking that leap at all, or maybe they're deciding between reselling and franchising. Um, what's that one piece of advice? I would say, uh, call Toro taxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're ready to franchise, uh, number one, you have to have uh, an established brand, which means uh, you're not going to go from a single office to a franchise or overnight. You have mm -hmm. to have something that people believe in. So it's, it has to already be replicated. Uh, and, Essentially, the one most important thing is to have an infrastructure, to have a proper training system, a prop support system, because when people buy into your franchise, they're buying into a system, somebody that's going to be there and basically guide them and hold their hands with the process. So just because you have one successful office doesn't mean you're ready to franchise. You have to prove that you are replicable, mm -hmm. that you have a system that you can repeat and will be successful, and that you're able to hold people's hand and make them be successful with you. So uh, it's a lot of preparation, uh, and, and it is quite a bit of invest, uh, uh, financial investment, mm -hmm. uh, but systems and infrastructure is everything as right. far as franchising goes. And would you say that reselling is a, is a good step toward that? I mean, you mentioned that, that you started off that way too. Well, it's it's a good way to start getting connected with uh, with the industry. A lot of our franchisees did start off as our software uh, customers in the beginning. So yes, I, I absolutely encourage it. I mean, you got to get your foot in the door some somehow. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good way to start when you're not exactly when you don't have multiple locations. It's a good way to get your foot in the door. Perfect. And if you want to do that, call Sigma Tax Pro. <laughs> now we both plug yes. it. <laughs> Well, that was awesome, Nick. I, uh, I really appreciate it. If people want to get in touch with you guys, um, how, do they, how do they get in touch with you, with Toro in general or, or you personally? Yeah. 
one eight hundred total taxes. That's that's pretty simple. That's perfect. Um, you guys as far got as that me, um, <laughs> yeah, you could probably Google me and find me also Nick Maldonado and TorotTaxes.com. So um, yeah, happy to answer any questions for the sake of just helping out and collaborating with our industry. So um, I'm always here to 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 help out. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today, Nick. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ian. Ian it's a pleasure. What a great conversation with my friend Nick Maldonado of Toro Tax Franchise. We definitely learned a lot about building up your brand and how to expand your office from where you are to where you want to be. Now, once again, Tax Industry Talk is sponsored by Sigma Tax Pro, who provide custom professional tax software solutions to help you grow your business and achieve your goals. With over 500 five-star reviews from satisfied customers, they are the ones to call for all your tax office needs. Check them out at sigmataxpro.com or call them at 866-386-4769. And if you want to get in touch with the show, you can find us on all social media at Tax Industry Talk or email us at taxindustrytalk at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us today, and I'll talk to you again soon.